walking in today was special to me to actually come in this side, not the visitor side, you know. So, again, so many fond memories of the players of those couple of years that we had that we went out and played hard football and good football and look forward to getting started, man. Uh, tell me about the process to get to this spot where you are now the last couple of days uh, going through the interview process what was it like for you well it's been a long process quite honestly longer than what i've ever been involved with i mean lots of talks with uh with wally you know concerning uh you know the concerns of the of the organization wanting wanting to make sure that this is what i was wanting to do for a long period of time and like i said i'm 54 it's time for me to you know look into long term now and not not maybe short term I'm curious, actually, about more than just the process of the last couple of days, the process for you of about the last five months, because it was a bit of a whirlwind, wasn't it, with yeah, a couple of different stops? It was. You know, I was at home and, and helping the high school there. I was coaching the high school football team, and then we went on like a three or four-week uh, uh, COVID thing. We didn't know, you know, what was going to be our situation. And then all of a sudden, uh, the opportunity there in Toronto appeared, and so I decided to take that opportunity. I have a lot of really good friends on that staff. Uh, Ryan Dinwiddie and, and Penner were great to me, and uh, so it, I just went up there and, and we uh, we did some good things. We fell a little bit short of our goal, but uh, we did some some decent things with that group. Yeah. Uh, Dave Campbell's on the phone with us now. He's going to jump in now for uh, coach for the uh, question for the coach. Dave, thanks, Morley. Hey, Chris, nice to have you back in town. Uh, look forward to resurrecting our uh, pregame interviews and all the other chats that we had before in 14 and 15, but. Uh, I want to ask you about the community side of things, and, and you mentioned it uh, a, a few times in your in the formal part in the Q and A. Now, when you were here before, you you know it, it's not that you weren't concerned about it, but you didn't have to necessarily you know worry about it or be you know particularly involved in it, although you were. But tell me what you've learned about the, the community side of things, and as a general manager, how important it is to connect the business side and the football side, even though the football side is your number one priority. Yeah, I think it's a it's a delicate balance. And again, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, you know, I'm the general manager, and and the general manager does have to think about the other aspects of what's going on. And so, you know, I, I'm willing to do whatever they need to they need me to do. I look forward to getting into the community, getting to meet some of these people. And again, I've got to get in touch with the University of Alberta. I'm sure they've got a coaches clinic or something where a lot of the coaches will be that way that uh, they can get to know who I am. And and uh, I think once you get to know me, I'm a little bit different than what people think and uh you know i know that you know you just this is day one for you you got a lot of film to watch of your roster but i'm sure you've, you've looked at your roster a little bit uh what do you uh what do you make of the roster how much work has to be done here well, I mean, again, it's a cumulative thing, and, and we've got a lot of people with eyes on, on a lot of the personnel, and and uh, I've had a really good, you know, over the last, you know, 10 days or so, I've been able to take uh, a position group per day and kind of go through and look at uh, multiple games and uh, and kind of look at where we are. It's still an evaluation process. Certainly the uh, free agency uh, will be something that we'll be able to probably help ourselves a little bit. We've got some good players that we need to, that we need to sign that are already currently uh, involved with our football team and then from there goes the uh, the CFL draft and then we've got to also do a great job down in the states of finding the uh, the guys that come in for league minimum.
Chris, you talked a lot of, uh, about you know the, the scouting aspect of it over the years. That's that's one of your fortes is not finding talent. I know you look across, you know, especially 14, 15 here, a lot of guys that you are responsible uh, for bringing in. How tough is it to find the right guys for this league to play? Well, you know, it's a different it's a different group. You know, I mean, those NFL guys are so big, and uh, and, and you know, when I was in the NFL with the Browns, I mean, I love my my nickels to death, you know, but but when I told those guys that I didn't think they would be able to come to camp with me the the coaches did not believe that our talent level was that good you know i was like guys why would i lie you know i mean that'd be great to say that man these guys be awesome you know but you know and, and there were three great kids i mean heck i text with them you know i love them to death you know but um you know it takes a special type player and it's much better talent than what people realize now the the box i mean the box down there there are some monsters down there it's big dudes you know like you know, Miles Garrett is six 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 seven. You know, two eighty runs four five. You know, I mean that he's a monster. You know, um, but uh, but the skill players and things of that nature are, are more in line. So I mean, we just got to go go look at what we got, evaluate what we got, and then go start hunting them. You know, down in the states, and then we've got to do an outstanding, not a good job, an outstanding job, because quite honestly, the uh, the difference between the good teams and the great teams is the Canadian content. Are you still holding your camps on weekends like you do during the offseason? Yeah, they've, they've limited those. The CFL, back before I left in 18, they limited those. Uh, basically, I used them, uh, you know, because some of our personnel guys, they would say, well, this guy got drafted in the first round. Well, it was five years ago, you know. Well, this guy was drafted in the third round. Well, it was four years ago. Well, we had the workout camps so that they, those kind of guys could show up and let's, let's show us that you still got game, you know. And so we were trying to do that to try to better the efficiency of the guy that we brought actually to camp and that way it limit, eliminated your mistakes or at least cut down on some of your mistakes. That way you're comparing apples and apples, not apples and oranges. It sounds like from what you said at the podium, you kind of have a coaching staff in mind and, and in place now? Oh yeah, I mean I've got you know guys that I've traveled with in the past I mean I'm going to reach out and hopefully we're able to you know pull everybody together. I know everybody's you know kind of excited and uh, again I don't want to say too much uh, but like I say we'll put a good staff together and, and we're going to have fun uh, fun doing this thing. Chris, I'm glad I have the opportunity to ask you this because I, I just found as an observer and a fan of the Canadian Football League this past season and maybe even back in 19 and 18 a bit that maybe the scores are coming down a little bit. Defenses were tending to dictate more than offenses. Did, did you find that? And, and does that need to be an adjust, uh, adjustment here you know that there needs to be an offense philosophy that's like no no we're we're taking it we're on the the front the balls of our feet as opposed to the heels here well i mean you know sometimes we get caught up in numbers and i and again it's kind of like i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because i'm extremely close with analytics you know a lot of the decisions that are made are based off of facts and not not just gut feeling right i mean so these are uh these are the analytical part of what we do uh but at the same time i mean i see that the the offensive numbers are coming down i think there's a there's a few things, you know. I mean, we've got a lot of young quarterbacks. We've had some quarterbacks that got hurt. Well, anytime you put your second quarterback in, well, guess what? You're not going to be quite as efficient offensively as you would with your starter. So, you know, we've got to, as a league. I know when I came into the league, this was the starting quarterbacks. You had uh, you had uh, Damon Allen out in BC. You had Dave Dickinson in Calgary. You had Ricky Ray up here. You had uh, you know pretty good quarterbacks. You had knee. Uh, 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 Kahari and Winnipeg. You had Neilon Green. You had uh, Danny Mack was at uh, Hamilton, and you had uh, AC 
you know, keep Hall of Famers. Right. You got where I'm coming from. I mean, we are great quarterbacks, and so we've got to do as a, as a league and as an organization. I can only speak for myself. We got to go hunt great quarterbacks, and we got to put a bunch of them out there and let the best two or three, four stay. And that's what we've got to do. We got to develop them. Could that maybe be the biggest difference between when you arrived here in 2014 with the rebuild to now is the quarterback? You knew what you had. I mean, Michael Riley, you knew, you know, what he was projected to be, and he turned out to be exactly what we all thought he could be. Now there's still some question marks around that. Yeah, Mike was was a great leader, still is a great leader, great guy, tremendous person. You know, that was all the things that, regardless how fast he ran or, you know, all that, you know, the, the other things was why he also was a great leader. So, again, I've not been around. You know, the the guys that we have, I can only watch the film. So it's going to be interesting to see when I get in a room with them what kind of leadership capabilities that they have. What's first? What do you do first? Hire staff. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to get a staff in place. We've got to get – because, again – you know, so many, so many times, you know, it's like, well, you, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Well, it ain't just about me. It's bigger than me. It's the organization, and that's that. First and foremost, uh, first and foremost is the uh, is the organization, and then we got to put good people in place and let them do their job. And uh, we got to get good players in here because good players make good coaches. All right. Did he say I think Dave's got one, Dave's for got you, one more for you? Dave, go ahead. Yes, I believe I believe the technology is working now, so that's good. Uh, Chris, I want to ask you about surrounding yourself with the, the good people. I'm talking about the player personnel, assistant GM, whatever you want to uh, call it. How much is that a priority for you that you insulate yourself with, with good people in the management role? Well, like I said earlier, I mean, you've got to have good players in order to find good players. You've got to have guys that know what a good player is. And uh, and then, like I say, we've always got the, the things that we've done in the past is we've got the camps to verify that those are good players to try to basically uh, make sure that what we're doing is accurate. And uh, the people that we bring are what we think they are prior to us paying for a plane ticket to come to Edmonton. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're going to do. And, and uh, again, we've got a, a lot of, you know, good na- good people's names on on a piece of paper and we're just going to see who's interested in joining our group and i want to Here's ask you time. Oh, oh, oh one more one more Go i want to ask Dave. chris about your you're back in the battle of alberta like you're like this is a chance to really you know charge that rivalry up it was a lot of fun when you were here uh they got some wins on you you got some big big wins on them uh, rivalries are so important in football and you got this team four times that that's a pretty nice way to come back well, the good thing is, you know, uh, it's kind of like what we did over there this year. We knew we were a good football team. Unfortunately, we stumped our toe in the wrong time of year. But, I mean, we ended up beating the Hamilton three times, which is a not a good team. They're a really, really good team. Same mm-hmm. thing with Calgary. They've been good since 08, since we got there and, and when Huff got there. And they just kept it on since, uh, since Dickey's been in place. So, I mean, we've got our hands full. But you know what? We've been there and done that before. Uh, we know what we got to do in order to get where we're competitive on a day-in, day-out basis, regardless of whether we're playing Calgary or somebody from the East, B.C., whoever it may be. Chris, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Welcome back. It's good to, it's good to have you back in this room. Thank you all a lot. Good All to right, see uh, Chris Jones, the new head coach and uh, general manager of uh, the Edmonton Elks.